Interstate Batteries offers a wide variety of batteries for your everyday needs. Stop into one of their thousands of retail locations and talk with a battery specialist about batteries for your truck, trail cameras, and even those weird batteries for your rangefinder. Interstate Batteries even offers cell phone repair in certain locations. For more information, visit interstatebatteries.com. Interstate Batteries, outrageously dependable. You're listening to the Pennsylvania Woodsman, powered by Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network. This show is driven to provide relatable hunting and outdoor content in the Keystone State and surrounding Northeast. On this show, you'll hear an array of perspectives from biologists and industry professionals to average Joes with a lifetime of knowledge. All centered around values aiming to be better outdoorsmen and women, both in the field as well as home and daily life. No clicks, no self-interest, just delight in the pursuit of creation. And now, your host, the pride of Pennsylvania, the man who shoots straight and won't steer you wrong, Johnny Appleseed himself, Mitchell Shirk. Mitchell Shirk. Mitchell Shirk. Mitchell Shirk. I'm going to hit the record button. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode. This week, I've got a special guest for our introduction. Who, who's sitting on my lap right now giving our introduction? Lucas. Lucas is, yeah. How are you today, Lucas? Yeah. Good? What'd you do today? <laughs> what are you doing? What did you do today? What are you doing? I'm, I, we're, we're doing an intro. You were supposed to tell everybody. What did you do today? Um. You went sledding with Nana, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah? Was it fun? Do you yeah. like the snow? Yeah. Tell everybody, are you going to go hunting when you get bigger? Yes. You are? Yes. What are you going to go hunting for? A bear. A bear? Where do you want to go bear hunting? This. That big? That real big one? Oh, this big. That big? That's He's putting his arms way out. It's real big. Where do you want to go bear hunting? Do you know where? At camp. At camp? That's my boy. <laughs> Well, I I wanted to have you come on this show and introduce this show, week's show because I think this is a really good way to introduce this week's show. This week, we have my friend Andrew Muntz from the O2 Podcast, formerly known as Ohio when he comes to Deer Camp, and he and I have a conversation. We talk a little bit about this past year's deer season. And then we're going to talk about our goals for this coming year's deer season. Now, this is a little bit of a different episode because it's more about kind of a therapy episode for your dad. And he's going to just talk about all kinds of stuff with me and talk me through some of my goals and objectives without losing sight of important stuff. Talk to what, the computer? What do you mean talk to the computer? There's nobody there. See you want you see when I when I talk to people on the computer and you want to talk to them, right? Maybe we can do that the next time somebody comes on. This is just you and me talking. Is that okay? No. <laughs> well, you're starting to lose interest, so I think we better get to this show. But before we do, we've got a couple sponsors that that help us do what we do. We got Radix Hunting. They got awesome trail cameras and tree stands. You like trail cameras and tree stands, right? And they got stick and picks. They got all kinds of good stuff. So check out Radix Hunting and Huntworth. Huntworth has really, really good hunting clothing. They keep Lucas and Daddy warm. They got really cool camo patterns, disruption, all kinds of good stuff. But this episode is going to be all about talking us through stuff and not losing sight of the important things. And the important things to Daddy is is God and Jesus and Mommy and Lucas and your brother Wyatt, right? Yeah, that's what's important. What's important to you? Um, so he was doing something. <laughs> what What's important to you? What's your favorite thing to do? Go sledding. Go sledding. Is that your new favorite thing? Yes. We got to get some more snow, or we're going to lose the snow. And we won't be able to go sledding anymore. I yeah. <laughs> Why else are we recording this tonight with you? Because we've been busy doing all kinds of stuff, 
and dad had zero time by himself and he's of course waiting to the last minute to get his episode ready for this week so why not do it with lucas right <laughs> i think you're losing interest so we're going to get to this week's episode so thank you for coming on and doing a podcast with me lucas this was fun do you think you're going to do more you will you're starting to get bashful He's starting to get bashful and tired. Okay, off to this episode. We'll we'll talk to you next time, Lucas. Thank you. Joining me on this week's show, I got my good friend, Mr. Andrew Muntz from the O2 podcast. How's it going, buddy? It's uh it's going. It's meat grinding Saturday here, which is not any type of inappropriate term. It is literally I get all the meat out of the freezer and try to get it ground by the end of the weekend so i'm about eh i probably halfway tomorrow's gonna be a busy day yeah processing always is my dad shot a deer uh this week with the flintlock and he he does so much stuff for me around the house i was like i'll i'll butcher your deer and uh now i got a deer in my house i was like "Ah, i really don't want to but it's just part of the process i don't mind cutting meat it's just always is like oh, there's one more thing and that's where i've been lately it's like i want to hunt i want to do the whole process but everything else going on is just like oh it's just one more thing to add to the schedule but hey, you had an interesting uh, interesting fall just from the aspect of you you just you just had surgery man how you holding up uh we're doing good we're getting there uh i had my follow-up appointment i had my gallbladder taken out so um i uh, I had my follow-up appointment the other day, and it was basically like, uh, when can I go back to reality and, and physical activity? And, uh, you know, they, they they put the fear of God in you that if you go too hard too fast, you're going to end up with more damage. So trying to cool my jets at the moment, but that doesn't happen very easily. So, And how do you handle that for the most part? <laughs> I don't. I don't. So, I mean... You know, they're like, don't lift more than 10 pounds for two weeks. And then, yeah, 25 pounds was probably where, I, you know, my limit was. Don't vacuum. I vacuumed the house a few times. Uh, you know, whatever. Go back to the gym, but you have to not do anything. Well, I'm trying to be smart about it, but it's at the same time, it's like I just can't. I can't sit still. So Yeah, you don't remind me of somebody that sits still. But yeah, how uh, how was your hunting season this past year? Well, Mitch, uh <sighs> My life is full of ups and downs like most people's and uh, my hunting career is no different. So, I mean, Ohio was, it started off really great. I got two does out of the way on opening weekend, archery, um, had a pretty good lull there after that, uh, in October. But I, I think I learned more about a property that I'm hunting, uh, than anything. So it's not always about success of what you are able to harvest as much as it's like some of this just learning in, in the midst of it all. Um, but I, there's a property that I hunt. Uh, I've been hunting for a few years. It's never really had much of anything, right? Uh, in Ohio, we're county by county basis, and that county had been a... You could only harvest one. We got other counties where you could harvest four. So, like... It just didn't have a whole lot. Well, this year it started to really come back. There was more does. There were some big bucks, uh, lots of little bucks. So uh, the problem with that one is it's like an hour from my house. So I was once I started figuring this property out, I did spend more time down there. Um, ended up with another doe down there. Got busted by a buck. Um, I hit a buck and couldn't find them. Like I had issues down there, which is normal uh, for me. But at the same time, like trying to look at the positive side of it, I really think I've started to figure this property out. Um, so next year, it should be, it should be pretty good. Um, went up to Drummond Island, Michigan. I got a buck up there. Um, still waiting for that to be done. We were just talking about the processing and stuff. I had to leave that one in Michigan, uh, because I've taken across state lines and all that kind of stuff. So waiting for that email to come through. And then uh, I came over with you. And honestly, Mitch, I didn't see deer this year uh, when we were over there. You guys were seeing them all. I think I saw two deer in the woods, and one of them I missed. So <laughs> uh, the other one, 
I am very, very trigger shy when it comes to your antler point restrictions. Well, sure. So, uh, I, the first one I saw was the buck that Daryl put down. Daryl? Darren. Darren. Yep, Darren. Darren. Darren got. But I saw it come over the ridge, and I was like, it looks legal, looks legal, but I'm not sure, not sure. And, I mean, the window I had to shoot him was super quick. Um, and then he billy goaded it off the side of the cliff. Um, and then later in the, the drives, I, I mean, I had just gotten to my, my stump that I was sitting at. All of a sudden I see this deer come and I should have known it was a buck. It was by himself. And, but he stopped to look because the other two guys are still walking down to their places. He saw them and I'm sitting there and I'm like, well, there's deer and is illegal. And he, you know, it was one of those things where hit, when I put him in the crosshairs, that body was right there. I mean, quartering two could have put him down, but I'm, of course, his head is in the brush or mm-hmm. behind the, the, you know, and I'm like, legal, legal. And then like by the time he turned and I saw, oh, legal, the, um, he was booking, right? And it was just like, kaboom and whatever. So hindsight's 2020, but I'll, I'll you know what? I'll le- let that lie. I would rather have say I missed a legal buck than take a, um illegal buck so that was kind of the the season in a nutshell uh, overall that was that was a that's a lot of hunting to unpack and like i think about it every year like for me the season started off and i had uh i had some good hunts but i really didn't hunt a lot but every time i went out i was pretty successful and i'm thankful for that but uh now i look back on like throughout the season i just can't believe the whole thing's over. I, I just can't believe we're. I mean, we 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 got a little bit of muzzleloader hunting. I, I've dabbled here and there when I have time, but um, just between work and family, and we, I feel like the Christmas holidays we have get-togethers every weekend into January. You know, catching up with people, and it's just really hard to to make make it go. But I just I'm not ready to to let it go. I'm not ready to turn it off. I'm still just thinking deer, deer hunting and stuff and thinking about next season already. And it's as much as I don't want to, I need to kind of shift gears or change pace or something. (laughs) Well, I'll tell you, it's one of those things we were talking about earlier. Like as soon as that season is kind of done, uh, at least for me, work picks up again. Mm. Uh, it's that closing out the end of the year. Things are like relatively quiet in what I do, but realistically, first second week of January, it picks back up again. So, um, yeah, it's almost like no, the fun time's over, and now it's back to reality. But and, and in all real, in all seriousness, how how long does it take you to? like get back into that groove to like almost like turn hunt mode off and then go back into reality, even though hunting's probably on your mind a lot, but to really grind and focus on the, you know, your everyday life. Normally it's, uh, it's probably a week, week or two, but like this year with the surgery and stuff, it's just been, it basically came to a halt, right? Mm-hmm. That was, uh, I, I, that day was on my calendar and, uh, it was like when that happens, it's done. So yeah. there was no Christmas hunting. There was no Christmas Eve hunting, no New Year's, anything like that. Um, I think I, I actually forgot. I did get one more doe back here, um, that I took three or four days before my surgery. So like it was one of those things that I knew that <laughs> that hourglass was, was dropping sand and, uh, time was going to be up. So, for me though, the, you know, the worst part is, is, uh, so in Ohio, we're allowed to bait on, on private land. And, uh, normally if I'll, I'll keep my cameras out basically year round. I, I can go back and show you like the January 15th, 16th, 17th, the monsters that come into the pile of corn that I'll throw out just to see what's there, what made it through gun season and stuff. I really normally not hunting because I'm back into work swing, swing of things. So there's still, I mean, there is the potential that they're out there, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. Trying to, trying to tame it. So, um, you know, you were talking about hunting Ohio, hunting Michigan, and then, you you know, two, this is year two, you came over and hunted with me all very, very different, uh, ways of hunting styles of hunting. Like I, I'm, I'm kind of curious. So you've hunted Pennsylvania for a, a long time. Uh, but this was the second year that you hunted with me 
And I'm just kind of curious when you look at the like the pro like uh, I'm trying to think of the word like the 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 series or the orientation of the way your season goes and you know you go from ohio archery hunting and everything else and you go up to drummond island and then come down to you know come over here to pennsylvania like walk me through like how you feel going into each like 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 is it tradition for you that you want to do certain trips every year stuff like that the reason i'm asking that is because from my perspective i get into i gotta shoot my buck mode right so if i'm you know, hunting through October, if I don't kill my buck in October in Pennsylvania and it goes into November and it gets into deer season, I've got this mindset of like, I know my best places that I can do it on my own and I don't want to deviate from that. But we always have rifle deer camp and I like to do that. So I was fortunate this year. I killed my buck. Um, and, you know, I didn't really have that stress that I put on myself for shooting a buck. So, you know, we go to camp and stuff. But, like, I, I guess what I'm getting at is, like, you like you hunt Ohio. You had some, some success shooting some does. You had some encounters with bucks. But then you go into Drummond. Then you go to, like, Pennsylvania. Like, do you have this mindset of, like, I want to do the, the similar things over and over time again? Or, like, how do you, like structure in your mind the way you want your season to go if you could write it out and it played out the way you wanted it if i could play it out the way i want it it would be on opening day of archery in ohio i'm putting down a nice buck and then after that it's go fill the freezer with those donate one to the farmers and hunters feeding the hungry um come over there go up to michigan shoot a buck there and if i have a doe tag shoot one there whatever um, come over to you, same thing. That would be a perfect world. So for me though, the reality is I'm, I'm still learning. I think we always are always, all are always learning. Um, I don't consider myself a great hunter. I think I've gotten better. Um, I only have a couple bucks on the wall. Um, hell, I don't know if you, you were uh, on the network call. I don't think you were on yet. Biggest buck I got hanging on the wall, man, came from a salvage permit that ended the deer died on my property. Somebody must have shot him. Um, and I wasn't going to let that. It's probably a 160-inch deer. It's sweet looking. Oh, jeez. Um, but it's not, you know, I didn't do it. I just happened to find him. Um, but the, so for me, like, filling the freezer is, is the most important part. Antlers are cool. Uh, I want to get to that point where I'm probably... You know, trying to find a 150. We got so many deer in Ohio. We have big deer um, that it's it's not, it shouldn't be that hard. Uh, so I was still trying to figure out some of the intricacies on that. But for me, sorry, to answer your question, I like to have, you know, I like to put four deer in the freezer. Three are going to be grind, roast, steak, whatever. One is for fun stuff, salami, steak, or uh you know, stack sticks, all that kind of stuff. And then I like to donate one uh, to the FHFH. So what is that, five total? If I can land up with five deer, that's that's a good year. Um, I'm trying to think. This year, I got five. So it was a good year. Going up to Drummond and coming over to Pennsylvania, I'll be honest with you, like, I had going to Drummond this year. I had zero expectations of shooting a deer because I didn't have a doe tag. They have a uh, a lottery permit there, and the bucks are are just ghosts. And they are that that island. I mean, I was with on Dan Matthews show talking about that. That island's just unique. I guess is probably the best way to put it. But um, so I had no expectations. I happened to pull one out of a swamp this year. Like that was great. Uh, coming over to you. No expectations, right? There's a bear tag open when we're there. There's I had a doe one. I had a buck. Never even saw a doe, but the, um, you know, it's the camaraderie. When I go to those other uh, states, the, the the people that we go with, um, and and people I've met along the way, that that's what makes it more than more than anything. Like the, getting a deer, that's a bonus. Right. Um, the whole drumming thing this year, it was a bonus to get that buck, but now it's also a pain in the ass. I got to drive back up into this town they call Ann Arbor. <laughs> Sorry, that's a Columbus <laughs> thing. And, uh, to get that deer back, but whatever, you know, it's one of those things like, all right, it's a 
seven hours worth of driving. I got to go get this deer, but it was worth it and it was fun and forever we'll remember it and all that kind of stuff. So you like you go through, you, you, I think what Drummond was, you did that the past two years? Yeah. So you did Drummond the past two years, um, PA with me the past two years, like very different uh, styles and settings of where you're hunting. Like Drummond was heavy swamp, kind of flat, I believe. And then we've got all kinds of different topography over with me and stuff. And then, you know, I think the part of Ohio you're at is pretty flat, flat ag country. So <laughs> tell me your, your, like, what goes through your mind in all those different places when you hunt? Because I know it's very, very different in each and every each and every place, and that's like a a challenge in and of itself, and an, an experience in and of itself. Man, Mitch, there's a lot there. Um, so when I'm in Ohio, it is flat and it's heavily ag. Uh, it's finding that patch of woods, uh, finding. I think in Ohio, I probably am a better hunter because I have to pay attention to the sign, the paths, you know, everything, the movement, the, you know, the, where the winds move and all that kind of stuff. And I, rightfully so that I'm there more often. Um, when I get up to Drummond or I get out to you, uh, it's kind of talking to everybody else in the camp. Where are you going to go? Uh, it's, this is, you know, this looks like a good spot, or we saw deer over there, or whatever. It's not so much the, I don't want to say the woodsmanship skills, but I kind of rely on others for that. Now, you can still use Onyx and, and all that kind of stuff to try and, and find, you know, good pinch points and blah, blah, blah. Um, I, I would say Ohio is very typical Midwest hunting for the most part. There are parts of the state that are going to look more like yours, uh, but for the most part, it's kind of that Midwest egg, all that kind of stuff. Drummond whole different animal you've got cedars you've got pines you've got hardwoods you've got swamps you've got meadows you've got aspens it's just like all these crazy different habitat types and there is an ungodly number of doe on that island um i swear the bucks don't move because they don't have to and then you got things like wolves on the island whole nother element right to the the ecosystem uh, coming over with you guys, it's that big woods thing. It's like that. It's almost so big that it's it's nauseating to try to look at that map and be like, man, where would I even start, right? Um, so I rely on you and uh, the other guys at camp to be like, this is what we we've been up here the last three days, and this is what we did. And, you know, here's some ideas of where to go. Um, this year, I do a lot of saddle hunting when I'm just archery or whatever because i'm short so any chance i get to get up in the world um i do <laughs> but uh you know like when we were out this year we had a couple days of drives so that's different you know and it's uh it can be good or bad it just depends on what spot you're in or if you're pushing or what what pops up you know you sent me off the edge of a cliff um i felt <laughs> like i needed some repelling cords to go down and then when you tell me, oh, you're at the flat area, and I'm standing there at like a 45 degree angle, I bet this isn't flat. Buddy. I think uh, you exaggerate. No, it was funny though because I'm like explaining. So you had been a, a stander for a couple of drives, and then I took you with for this one drive that we do, and I wanted you to be the bottom guy because uh, the past few years when we do this drive, and, and last year I was the guy that kind of did this. Um, I bumped a buck, and I'm like, I gotta have somebody with a buck tag to kind of wrap this point and stuff. Um, and you were funny. I explained to you, and you're, you're taking your time. And I think it was like two or three times you fell on your rear end and slid. And you, the the words are mumbling under your breath. I can hear them. And then I'm I'm looking. I'm like, he's he's at the bench. He can start turning. And I finally like, hey, you're at the bench. You're pretty good there. And your response was. Mitch, your idea of a flat and my idea of a flat are two very different things. It, you're damn right, man. Like, oh, that wasn't a big clip. That was just a little hill. Okay. Um, but we survived and we got through. Uh, and it's fun. And so that's one of the other things. Like my other hobby, I, I guess would say, is kind of like health and wellness, fitness type stuff. So being able to come over to your neck of the woods is a total different challenge than Ohio and andromeda or or whatever like it it just tests you in different ways uh mentally and physically 
So I'm always up for a challenge, and it's like um, one of those things kind of drives me is is this idea of here's a goal, go conquer it. Okay, I haven't conquered Pennsylvania yet. Uh, I'll conquer Pennsylvania when I take down uh, you know Big Buck. In my mind, um, I'll still come back and try to do it again. Uh, same thing in Ohio or anywhere, but like it's one of those I, I have to ha- I have that goal, and I'm gonna keep going until I am able to quote conquer it. Well, and then talk a little bit about 2024 goals, because because this is kind of where uh, our our conversation. I was kind of seeing where it'd be interesting because I'm at like a really weird place right now in my mind for 2024 goals. I'm kind of wondering where you're at. Season's kind of closing. You're looking at how things went. Pretty good season. Um, it's fresh in your mind, so you're already. I mean, I'm already thinking about 2024. Where are you at with that? Well, I got to say this for Paul. Um, I'd love to kill a turkey in 2024. There you go. I'm, I like it. <laughs> I've never done that. And uh, if if you haven't listened to our show, so our uh, I, we have co-host Paul Campbell, and he is the turkey man. And uh, so also he's bird brain, and that's all he thinks about. But uh, I haven't never really done it until I met Paul, so it's been a couple years of, of chasing those. I'd love to get a turkey. That would be step one. Um, as far as deer go and all that, I mean, I think, like I said earlier, the, the trifecta would be a buck here, a buck in Michigan, a buck out in Pennsylvania. Perfect year, right? Maybe throw a bear in there in Pennsylvania while we're at it, right, if we're going to be really go. perfect. Uh, I, I'm very excited about that property that I've been hunting. And how I kind of was able to figure, put, start connecting some of the dots down there. And I think next year, so my plan is to go shed hunt it really hard. Um, Cause I know there's a lot of big bone that's going to be dropped in that area and then get some cameras placed very strategically and really have a better idea. I'm not good at setting cameras. I'll be honest with you. Like I don't, I don't know. I'll be like, okay, here's a path. Like, there's lots of deer walking through here, some scrapes, rubs, whatever. I put the camera up. I'll catch some stuff, but I don't feel like I catch the pictures that some people catch on their cameras. So, I don't know if I need more, more mock scrapes or, I mean, you can bait here, but like, I try not to. Um, whatever. The, uh, so I, I want to try to find these good, good spots. So, this property. It's right along a creek, and I got these woods here, and the way the creek bends, they cross in the north and the south. So I think if I set cameras up on both ends where these creek crossings are, I'll be able to catch a lot more of an idea of what is moving through this this creek corridor, Um, and then from there be able to react on how I'm going to set stands or, or, or sticks and all that kind of stuff, and then adapt from it. So I think next year's goal, I know some of the deer that are down there still today like would be to take one of those right or the next generation you know i don't need i don't need a 150 inch deer to be happy like for me a one i don't know it's one of those things if it makes you happy like exactly get you excited you know and i my getting excited and dan johnson's getting excited are two two different things so um if i'm able to figure out that property and harvest a buck without bait, without any of that kind of stuff, that would be an ultimate goal check, right? I figured this property out, took a big deer, good. If you're looking to simplify your food plot system while enhancing the quality of your soil, you need to check out Vitalize Seed Company. Vitalize provides top quality seed blends designed to fit into their 1-2 planting system. The system has been designed to allow highly diverse plant species to grow synergistically optimizing nutrient uptake and cycling the way God intended. Reduce your inputs, build your soil, and maximize the quality tonnage for the wildlife in your area. Find out more about this system and get your seed at vitalizedseed.com and be sure to check them out on Instagram and Facebook. Radix Hunting was founded on premium grade trail cameras and continues striving to produce the best cellular and conventional trail cameras on the market today. The Gen 600 is a second generation camera from the Gen series line. With premium video and audio recording capabilities, this product has become well respected as the HD video trail camera. In addition to the Gen series cameras, their M-Core cellular camera has all the features of a quality cell camera at an affordable price. 
Along with their cameras, they offer stick and pick trail camera accessories to allow you to set your cameras just right. You can find it all at RadixHunting.com and be sure to follow Radix Hunting on Instagram and Facebook. Want to check out Radix cameras in person? Stop in at Little Mountain Outfitters in Richland, Pennsylvania and have a peek. Now, back to the show. I, I like that you bring that up. So, and, and that brings me into where I'm at in my dilemma. So it's not much of a dilemma. It's just like this, I don't know, I, I, this little struggle I've had here lately. So I had a goal this year. I wanted to shoot a bear with my bow, and I, I accomplished it. I shot a bear in Jersey with my bow, and I was real happy. Um, And I, I feel like every year I've set different goals and, and stuff, and, and I uh, – I still have that drive. I still have that desire to set goals and achieve them. But now I'm getting to a point where um, the goals and the things I'd like to accomplish, I feel like right now at my phase in, in life, it's not that they're not attainable. It's just that they're harder from the fact that um, the age of my kids, the uh, the, the work schedule, um, the family dynamic, like all that stuff plays part into the goals that I would like to do and, and chase after. Um, I'm going to be flat out honest here. This was the first year that I ever was like hesitant on go. And when I say hesitant, I wasn't that hesitant cause I still went and did my thing, but I, 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 for the first time ever, felt pulled away from the woods because I wanted to be home with the kids. I wanted to be with the family. I didn't want to miss stuff with them. And that was so weird. And it, it really, like, my mind, I, I, I don't feel like I am 100% in the game in my mind the way I w- once was. I feel very cloudy in the, what I think about deer hunting and stuff. You know, every time I start to think about strategy and doing this and that, I, I start to like pull back because I'm like, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna start taking and investing a lot of time into this, and I'm afraid it's gonna take too much time away from my family. And I have a very very hard time making decisions. And and I'm I'm saying all this to say now my next goal, I think, that I want to try to accomplish. I want to begin the process. Um, I've hunted at my camp, and you've hunted at my camp, and I really enjoy it there. I really would like to shoot one of the top-end deer that I've been following along with cameras. I would like to try to shoot one of those top-end deer with the bow. And it's a, it's a doable task. However, in my mind, I feel like it's going to be a learning curve. I feel like there's going to be some bigger hurdles. It's going to be a, a bigger challenge for me than some of the other things I've had for the sheer fact that um, it's a minimum of two hours away from my house. Um, the, the time investment, I, I feel, in order to gain the knowledge I want to gain moving forward, uh, I think is a pretty big investment there. I think it's a harder environment to hunt, and therefore learning how to schedule my time and uh, you know maximize my time, um, it's a little bit daunting. And I, f- I'm just in this weird lull of that's not attainable. And the problem for me is I'm too focused on the end goal, right? I think I'm too focused on, I got to do all the stuff so I can punch that tag. When in all reality, I'm hunting a different environment, a different way, all these different things. It's a completely new journey and new experience for me. And the harsh reality is, what does it matter if I do it in 2024 or if I do it in 24, 25, and 26? And it takes me three years to accomplish that goal. I've, I've got this blockade like of, I'll say the kill doesn't matter, but I'd be lying to say that that doesn't mean something. You, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just back and forth with this whole personal moral dilemma in my hunting goals i know exactly what you mean and um i listen to your show every week mitch and uh, yeah hold on hold on but i want to stop you right there because i have to tell this story i'm sorry i gotta do this but you just thought about listening to my show every week when we were at camp this was the funniest thing i heard all week and everybody i think is gonna laugh at this 
Muntz likes I to. Think, li- I think I know what you're going to say. Muntz <laughs> likes to listen to something to keep himself relaxed at bedtime and go to sleep. So he puts his earbuds in to go to sleep, and some of the guys in camera are like Muntz. What do you put on? Because I usually listen to podcasts, something that makes me relax. I usually just try to pick something really boring to put me to sleep. And I think everybody at the same time said, what, the Pennsylvania Woodsman? (laughs) Uh, It's that calming voice you have, Mitch. Yeah, I I don't think my wife feels the same. Anyway, I'm sorry to cut you off. I just had to tell that stupid story. No, that's great. uh, So I listen every weekend. And one of the things I really appreciate is that you will take outside ideas and stuff into hunting. And I think... When you're talking about, first of all, I'm not perfect. I don't know anything. I'm learning. We're all learning. Um, I've got a lot of personal issues right now. Um, I probably got too involved. I don't want to say too involved with hunting. My priorities weren't straight. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go through something that is not going to be fun. Right. Uh, it's not, and it's not even hunting as much as it is just knowing that your kids are first, right? And your wife is first and your family is first, your religion, whatever. The goal, when you set a goal like you're talking about, this mountain buck, a big mountain buck, you have to realize, and I'm, I'm just speaking in my opinion, I'm not telling you anything because I sure as hell don't know. <laughs> you're going to sit in the woods and you're not going to see anything. Like, you're, it's going to be that journey. It's going to take time. If it happens the first time you go out, congratulations, right? I think you've hunted long enough. Um, I've asked you enough questions along the way. It doesn't always happen in this instant gratification society that we're in. It doesn't happen that way most of the time. If it does, great. Whatever. Enjoy the ride. So my drum and buck this year was, I told you, we went up there. Their gun season opened November 15th every year. So it was Wednesday this year. We had Wednesday, Thursday, and maybe Friday morning to hunt. Wednesday, I had nothing. Thursday morning, I had nothing. Me and the other guy said, let's go over to this other part of the island and we'll hunt the swamp. Go out there, wander around for a while. I mean, it was one of those total things where I dropped a stick as I'm climbing up the thing. I dropped my glove. I don't even think I had all my saddle stuff like even set. I was just like, you got about an hour and a half before we're going to have to get down. Just sit here and just enjoy it, right? Um, Going up there, I had no intention of killing a buck because they're not, I don't feel like they're there. Um, And I'm just sitting there and I, 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 uh uh-oh. Kids, I tell you. Kids. But uh, I'm sitting there and and I, I, Drummond's an interesting place because I, I actually, it might be more desolate than your area. You don't hear airplanes. You don't hear trains. You don't hear dogs. You don't hear school bus, right? There's nothing. So I'm sitting there, and it was one of those moments where I'm just like, just enjoy it, Andrew. Stop. Like, I, I'm always, my brain doesn't turn off. I got a million things going on. Just stop and enjoy the damn moment, mm-hmm. right? And it was like, at that point, God was like, fine. He figured it out, right? And 10 minutes later, I hear, slosh 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 which by the way deer walking through the water they might be ninjas in the woods but when they get in the water they they sound like a herd of elephants oh yeah you know slosh 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 and i'm like what the hell was that like and and in the moment the the whole story was funny because i'm sitting there again there's a stick laying there and a glove laying there and i'm just (laughs) total hot mess and i I didn't know if there was a bear in the water. I didn't know if there was a wolf in the water, a moose in the water, or my buddy Glenn was over in the water. I'm like, what the hell's walking through the water? The last thing I thought it was was a deer. It ended up being that buck. It ended up being a really nice nine point for on that island with great deer. So um, if you're if that's the goal you're going to chase, like I, I go for it, man. It's one of those things of setting your expectations. I don't think it's unobtainable, but expectations and enjoying the ride and like one of the things i i went so many years i think it was six years before i got my first year trying to learn something new every time you're out there but if you don't come back with your trophy or you don't end up with a harvest at the end it's not the end of the world like you learn something you enjoy your time out there you go back to the things that do matter your kids and your wife and your family and everybody who is there and you guarantee you know guaranteed to be there um at least for the time being right um until they go to college and all that stuff Enjoy it. Enjoy it. And I'm not, like I said, I'm not perfect. Um, 
Maybe someday I can write a book about if anybody wants to hear about my stuff. The other thing is, Mitch, social media is fake. So don't ever, anybody listening, don't compare to what you see on social media because there's so much out there. All you see is the good. You never see the bad mm. um, and the ugly. And like, uh, I think that that is a major downfall of society, but I'll, I'll hold my opinions on that uh, further. Well, yeah, well, that's a rabbit hole that we could go down. So, so kind of shimmying off of what you were talking about there. Here, here, here's another thing I realized, too. Um, so I have plenty of places to hunt. I mean, I, I have some places close to home. I've got camp. Um, the place I shot my buck this year was, you know, another property two hours away. I got places in western Pennsylvania. Like I got all these places and no shortage of places to hunt. I'll, I'll kind of hunt anywhere. But um, years, you know, a couple years ago... Um, prior to a little bit more responsibility in my life, it was nothing for me to just turn everything off in my mind and just go hunting. And I'm, I am focused in, I have a goal, you know, I'm after a specific deer or I'm strategizing of the best place to put myself in to have the best hunting opportunity. And, you know, nothing else matters. Even though I'm 10 minutes from home, I can just shut it off and just be fully immersed in, in that. And, uh, now it's harder like closer to home the places that i used to find that release that uh, escape um i have a harder time doing that like i think well i've got this this and this at home i'm 10 minutes away at home i i should have did this so i still got to do this when i get home like i i can't turn it off as easy and uh the one i, I think another reason why i'm probably drawn to camp is because that's a place that i i usually can I can turn my phone off or I don't have service or something along those lines and I, I can focus a little bit more. So, like, I'm kind of curious, do you do anything or do you have anything that you do to try to slow down throughout the year? Because that was the big thing. Like, it's go, 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 fast pace, fast pace, on to the next one. Like, how do you slow down and savor the moment? Uh, great question. Great question. <laughs> Good. You don't have the answer either. So, and honestly – I think you and I are kind of like our work is, is kind of along the same lines. Uh, where was I? I think it was last year at Drummond. There's, so there's parts up there where you get service and parts you don't. And uh, I'm, in the, I'm in the tree one night. I mean, I again, no airplanes, nothing. I think I'm in the middle of nowhere. All of a sudden, I get a text from somebody. Hey, what's the price on triple 19, right? I'm like, dude, what? And I, I think I, or he called me and I, I sent him a text. Hey, I'm, I'm out of the, I'm in the woods. And this is actually the guy's a deer hunter too. I thought he would appreciate that. But you know, what I'm getting at is you weren't, you're, you're not disconnected. So that's one of the things about your camp is you are, man, there is nothing. Um, there's a slight, slight withdrawal that I think happens for a bit. Of, um, but it, it's also a way to disconnect. Um, I'm not very good at that, Mitch. I think it used to be better. I think a lot of it does come with the responsibility and you feel the obligation to have your phone on you because you have little kids. If something was to happen, you have a real job that does matter, um, that you need to be semi-connected. Uh, it just, it does make it tough, man. Um, now that, and I mean, a phone can help you pass time in the woods, but you're not there to just pass time. You're there to, and so I don't know. There's, mm. I'm not the best one to talk to about that. Um, I think when I have had success on that, it's when I tell myself, all right, the phone's getting either turned off or put on like, do not disturb. If, uh, you're going to stop and you're just going to relax for a minute and you're just going to sit there and, and, you know, maybe it's a half hour. Just let yourself sit for a half hour. Try to enjoy it don't pay attention to your phone um and that helps but more than anything for me i have to be forced uh into that with a an area that doesn't have cell phone servers that's that's bad yeah uh, it's it is bad and there's some people that kind of would shrug their nose to that and think that that's ridiculous so how can you not take that break but uh, i mean i'm just that's just where i'm at with life and you know, another thing that I'm not sure how I want to navigate, and it's one of those things I'm probably going to have to, you know, talk about with the family and navigate too. Like, I've been somebody who, and I'll probably always be this way, 
from the beginning of deer season to the end of deer season, I don't care what season is open, where it's open, what it's open with. I will go deer hunting. I will find a way to go deer hunting from archery season. Like right now, right now, flintlocks in 90 some percent of the people I know like are done or they don't have any interest in flintlock hunting because it's a stupid gun and it doesn't go off. And you know, you know, you got to keep your powder dry and do all these weird things. I love it. I think it's fun. I, I want to hunt till the end of it. Um, but but one thing I got to figure out too, and it's probably because of the way I've trained my mind and how I hunt. So I'm I've been for the past I don't know five to ten years. I'm somebody that I would rather try to pick one day a week to hunt, basing that on what's the wind direction doing, what is the weather doing. And try to find all these odds that go to my favor and then go in and have one good sit. And I'll do that for three months or however long the season is or until I kill my buck. Um, some years you do that and it works. You, you know, Like this year, uh, literally the first sit other than at my place here. I killed my buck. Uh, I think it was my fourth sit of this year, and it was all within a one-week time frame, and, and I shot my buck. So a year like that, awesome. Other years, you might do that and drag it out throughout the season, and, and like you just want to keep going. And <clears throat> what I'm trying to figure out now is, is it better for me to get away from that mentality and shift towards, hey, why don't we, instead of taking a season long, and dragging this out for you and your family. And, you know, you already talked about how uh, you have a hard time turning things off when you do that one hunt a week close to home or something like that. Am I at a, I'm trying to figure out, am I at a place in life where I'm better off of saying, why don't I just pick a week? This is my week that I'm off and I focus on deer hunting and it's more of my release, my time up. And whatever happens, happens. If I don't accomplish my goal in shooting a deer, that's okay. I need to learn how to be satisfied in that. And that's that's a, another dilemma. It's like, how do you find satisfaction throughout it? Yeah, I, I'm not, I don't know, like the whole rutcation kind of idea. I haven't ever done that. Me neither. Um, especially at home, right? There's too much that I feel like is happening. Uh, if I go up to Drummond or over to Pennsylvania, it's usually, it's not a full week and it's usually, you know, um, kind of, you know, it, it, it's very dictated. This is when I'm going to go and whatever, but, but I, I don't know. I, I think I'm still in the, the mentality of like, I take advantage of all opportunities that I get. So if I've got a day and it's, it's slow at work, I don't have the kids or whatever, like that is all right this is an opportunity look at your different spots play the win which one of you which one of these would be the best place to go and um just try to go and enjoy it for the time i think one of the things i used to do a lot when this put a lot of pressure on myself was okay i can go out this saturday morning but i have to be to the soccer game by 10 so if i get out there and if i happen to shoot a deer like and i go through this whole predicament in my mind Throw that shit to the side. Just go sit in the tree. Like it. Go take that Saturday morning. Watch the squirrels. If something comes through, figure it out, right? Shoot it. Go to the soccer game. Come back. Find it. Whatever. Like, don't worry about that. Like, you need to just go and enjoy it um, without putting all that added pressure on it. I don't know if I answered your question, but yeah. I mean, it's, it's one of those. I'm kind of just speaking openly and really not looking for an answer, expecting any kind of answer, just because it, they're tough things to answer. And they're, they're, it's not a one-size-fits-all because every deer hunter has a different logic, different mentality of how they want their season to go. And this is just like the the place that I'm at. Um, you know, doing this podcast, you know, I've had uh, a lot of people get to know me from the, the work side of things, know that I, I, I'm an agronomist. I love food plots. I love habitat manipulation. I love private land hunting. It's very near and dear to me. I mean, the, the, the place that I hunted uh, just today, deer hunting, uh, doe hunting, uh, it's a property that somebody invited me to go hunting at, and they've asked my advice on certain things habitat related and food plot related and I kind of got to see some of that 
And like when I start hunting and talking that talk with people, like, man, my, my, I just get on fire for that thinking about how we can manipulate this and do this. And like, I love that part of the strategy, but, um, I gotta be real that the last, uh, two years for sure that it's not that it left me, but I don't have that same desire. Everybody knows me as the food plot guy and I love that stuff, but I've just had a shift in, um, what I'm doing and it's made it harder to really key in on something. Like I felt like there was almost like an identity in that private land hunting and, uh, manipulation and stuff. And I don't see that in my hunting as much now. So now there's like this indecisiveness going on and how do how I, I find my goals and stuff. It's, it's just a really, really weird place. And that's why I'm really like, uh, probably what I need to do is I just need to take a break for like a month and not think about hunting and then reevaluate. Cause I'm overthinking stuff. That's like, why are you even worried about that? <laughs> right. No, I hear you. Um, and I think about this kind of stuff too. So, when you were in high school, Mitch, you play sports? Yes, sir. Football? Uh, football, baseball. Okay. So which one of the two was your favorite, do you think? Uh, I. Well, just whatever. You yeah, pick one, I'll, right? Let's just say football. Okay. Do you follow football as closely now as you did in high school? I don't follow any sports, period. Okay. And I think that's something I've noticed. I, I play, I mean, I, you should see my wall. I still have all my football stuff hanging from high school here. I'm that guy. Uh, but like, I don't, I watch the Buckeyes. The Browns are kind of good this year. So like, I'll pay attention. Not like I used to. I mean, I used to do fantasy football and like follow, you know, I'd watch games that I didn't care about just to watch football. Like it, it was, uh, it was my thing. Time goes on, right? And, and things evolve and change. So, you know your food plot or you know you and you're brilliant with that so that's why everybody you know comes to you for that kind of stuff but like i i just feel like our our interest and in stuff as time goes on they do change right yeah. like that's not that's like sports back you know in high school early college like it, it's not what it used to be to be i don't care as much like i don't know um and and you know not that you don't care about the food plots but it's or, or the private land management and all that kind of stuff but you've kind of conquered that, so you maybe move on to the next thing. I don't know. Yeah, but. and that could very well be. I'm, I'm not 100 percent sure. It's weird. It's just a, a very, very strange dynamic. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's fun for me to talk about. I know what some of the the goals are, and you know, speaking of of, of goals, like in, like thinking about like tiers of stuff. Like one thing I really want to do a better job at, and and something I haven't in the past. Like, I'm not a shed hunter. I don't do shed hunting. I, I've never really been into that. Um, but I think this year I want to make a goal of doing more shed hunting with the thought of it. it, it it's actually an excuse to do win, more winter scouting. Most of my years in the off-season winter, uh, that's been my, my time that I'm either working on uh, creating new food plots, cutting trees, cutting bedding areas, stuff like that. So that time when you, uh, a lot of people are talking about walking around and scouting and doing all this preparation for next season, I'm doing preparation in a different form. And I think that's an area that I could probably learn more, and I think I want to try to chase that a little bit more and, and do that in get better well are, do you have anything like that that you're like man for 2024 i really want to focus on this and improving this about my hunting aspect first of all mitch if you've never shed hunted it's literally just walking through the woods and stumbling upon a piece of bone uh <laughs> don't, don't tell people like steve shirk i said that but i feel like that's what it, maybe i'm doing it wrong um as far That's my as perspective uh, too. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it is though the winter scouting, especially like if we don't get as much snow here as you guys do, but um, man, if you get some snow and the, the trails and the you know seeing where they're all over the place, that's that's great. Um, hmm. I kind of go back to that property I was talking about. If I can pinpoint that down a little bit better, I think that's probably my thing. And I'll tell you the one, the probably the biggest challenge on that property is the wind, because it if it says it's a west wind, 
I sit on the east side of that creek. It pulls the the creek pulls the wind back. Like so it it swirls down there. If I can figure that out, I think I'll be in good shape. That probably was the biggest challenge down there this year. No matter what direction the wind said it was coming from, while sitting there, I would have it in every direction. Northeast, southwest, whatever. So if I can, I need to get better at that as far from a hunting perspective. I think I've got the pinch points basically figured out. Food sources, all that kind of stuff. Access routes, good. It's the dang wind. If I can figure that out, it'd be good. So. Yeah, that's everybody. I think you're always a steward of the wind. I mean, there's people who are really, really good at figuring out the wind or, or reading the wind in certain situations. Um, I do an okay job. Um, like the buck I killed this year, it was a pretty straightforward uh, kind of read on that, and I did a good job and killed my buck. But there's other places when you add in some crazy terrain and water and stuff like that, it can do some crazy stuff. How do you think you're going to try to learn it better at that place? Like what do you think you're going to have to do when you talk about I need to learn this property or figure this property better? Like what steps in your mind are you like, I think I'm going to try this in order to learn this. I'm not sure I've figured that out yet. Um, the cameras. So if I, and you know, that is a crutch perhaps get the camera set, start documenting like, all right, this one showed up with the North wind. This one showed up with the South wind, whatever it is. Um, so I have an idea of how they're using it based for their benefit on the wind. But I, that's a great question. That's a great question. I'm not really sure. I'm not. And that's okay. We've got plenty of time to go through and figure that part out. Yeah, I think I'm going to have to spend a little bit of time down there. Just, I mean, what what I saw this year, like I said, I'd be sitting in the tree. It's supposed to come from the west. The wind is sucking the it'll suck the air south, and it just swirled the whole time. So maybe it's just finding spots. I know you're not really supposed to find the spot as much as you are, you know, play their territory. But like. Um, try to find one that is going to just straight up send that scent down the creek no matter what, mm. right? And and that is my dead zone. And if, if they happen to cross the creek in that, then so be it. But um, And I think I've got a place that I can sit there and do that. Um, it's whether or not the big ones want to come through there, right? So Yeah, and sometimes that's probably one of the things that you just got to accept that it's not always going to work that way. It's not, it's not always going to pan out the way you expect i mean it was kind of funny uh when i hunted in western pennsylvania here in late season um i kind of did an inventory walking through the property when i wanted to pull some cameras i had soaking all year so i had some snow walked around saw some deer uh some of the stand hunts that i put in i saw some deer but i didn't see a ton and then uh two days later you know the the owner of the property hunted it and was sending me pictures of buck they were seeing and all these other deer that they were seeing. And it was like you flipped the switch, the weather was different, the wind shifted, and they utilized the property different. I, I think sometimes, too, I get so easily uh, persuaded by another hunter that talks about the, the pressure. Pressure's huge. I, I'm not denying that hunting pressure doesn't affect deer movement. But sometimes I do think we can overthink, I can overthink how deer utilize a property and be too cautious. And that's not something you typically hear, but I feel sometimes that I can do that. I can, I can tender foot around at a place and, and really I need to hunt it. And it's not always going to happen because I screwed it up. It might be that it's just, hopefully that makes sense. I feel like I'm rambling at this point, but no, I think a lot of times we give deer too much, too much credit. Like, yeah, uh, I think exactly. we, we like to, we overthink it because we like to overthink it. We do. Right? We it's do. like, if we can just, let's, let's, what, what else can we throw into this equation to make it more complicated? Bottom line, you know, sit in that tree. If, if the deer doesn't walk underneath you, you can't shoot it. Right. And now why didn't he walk underneath you? Maybe he wasn't hungry that morning or maybe he was, you know, chasing something the other direction. I don't know. Maybe he smelled you. Maybe you walked in wrong, whatever. But like, there could be a million reasons why, and as much as we like to get so in-depth on that, I think at the same time we got to step back and be like, look, we're sitting in the tree trying to find a deer. Like, it might not happen today, whatever. So, 
And, and I don't mean that from the angle of you can take any any old laxadaisy way into the tree. You can not re- you know disregard the wind, all this stuff. I'm I'm saying you do all your homework. You know, I I learned that this is the access point I need for this stand. I need this wind. You do all this, and sometimes I sit in the stand, I think everything's good, but I don't see what I want. And then I have this logic of, well, how often can I sit this stand before, you know, I burn this stand out or stuff like that. And that's where I I find where you can easily overthink your or out, out, you know, talk yourself out of, continuing to hunt hard in a location it's one thing if you're hunting with the wrong wind or you're you're blowing everything out when you go in like that that that's not what i'm talking about what i really mean is when you're hunting hard and you're just not seeing the deer you want but all the other things seem to line up that you don't really know what else you would change sometimes i do think in 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 that situation that's where i get where i feel like i overthink it i don't does that make sense 100 percent. yeah 100 percent so and you could definitely burn a stand out there's no doubt about that i've done that before so uh, you absolutely can and i think it's probably different for every stand and property and th- that's the that's the joy of deer hunting man that's the joys of of learning it because you're never going to have a one size fits all and that's why we love it yep good deal yep. so uh so. how how, uh, how many days are you coming for in deer season this year ah <laughs> uh, man i don't know i'll have to see uh i i did have fun well i got hit with a little bit of a cold bug there uh whatever that went was it wednesday that made that day a little bit less uh exciting but if get past that and you know probably probably wednesday thursday friday saturday maybe yeah I don't absolutely know. i look forward to it I, so. I said it a million times i enjoy that hunt a bunch i'm glad you come and that's a, that's a hunt like uh you know i i never I take for granted what I have all the time and talking with other guys on our network, you know, you talk with Josh from, you know, the how to hunt deer podcast and Nate from Missouri and, you know, uh, Dan Matthews on nomadic and and John Hudspeth, Oklahoma, all these people that, you know, I've become friendly with and you've become friendly with. We've got very different styles of hunting. And when I talk about the hunt that you come to do with me, there's so many people that are like, that's foreign to them, what they do. And I, and I, I, I wish so much that I could share it with everybody and they could experience that. But the logistics of that is probably never going to happen. <laughs> yeah, no, it's amazing. And I, Mitch, uh, major hats off to you because it's a lot of work when yeah. you're trying to get that many people all figured out where they're going, what they're doing, all that kind of stuff. But this year was a great example, man. You set Anthony up on that one spot. And I mean, I could have been sitting there. Anybody could have been sitting there. And that dude has been trying and trying and trying. And he gets so excited, showing me all of his pictures at home of his, his bucks at home that he's seen. And he just hasn't had the opportunity. And then for him to put that deer down, man, that was amazing. And that's what it's all about, right? That guy getting his first deer and having, you know, that smile on his face that he wore the rest of the weekend, like, you can't beat that, right? And that, to me, was just, that was that was awesome. And, you know, the, the what you just brought up there, I didn't even tell that story on this show, so maybe we ought to close this episode out with that. But that was a really cool experience. So I have a friend. Uh, he might even listen to this. If you do, man, shout out to you. Congratulations, Anthony, on, on an awesome experience. But uh, my, my friend Anthony... Um, grew up with him he didn't grow up in a hunting family but uh he was always interested in deer hunting coming around my family and i think he has some other friends and stuff that are into it and he's kind of started dabbling on his own and then when he you know got old enough he started coming to deer camp he shot his first deer up at deer camp last year uh doe um but uh you know he he uh, never killed the buck and the, the the day that we get the big crew together was when he shot his buck that was, uh, and the, uh, it, they gave they even give him a hard time about a lot of it, right? It's like Anthony, how are you missing this deer? Well, Andrew, Anthony, what are you doing, Anthony? You know, um, it was the one last year, the doe that he shot. He put it down, but somebody else had already like hit it along the line. It was one of those things they just kept giving him a hard time. So this year, to see him, like, dude, you did that all by yourself, like yep. that, and it wasn't even part of the drive really. That deer had just come out, mm-hmm. like. That was right off the bat. All of a sudden, I heard that shot, and he was like two guys down from me, and I'm like, "Was that Anthony?" And uh, I, you know, I we didn't know until the end, you know. And it, 
like I said, to see that look on his face, and it was just like, man, you did it. Get when when so I got happy. over to him, that that moment right there, I didn't care what happened the rest of the day. I was so happy for him because like, I, I know how bad he wanted it, and to see the excitement on his face that he shot his first buck was unreal. Uh, so we, 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 we set the first drive of the day up, and the, the drivers barely got started. Maybe They might not even start. We might have been still lining up. And we heard this shot ring out, and you know, a buck came out to Anthony. And I think the deer was moving yet. I think it was. I don't think he stopped it. I think it was like just kind of move, moving along. And he shot. He he didn't want to leave his post, so we waited until we all got out. And literally, um, myself and and one of the other drivers walked up and found the deer, and we're like, you know, come on down, Anthony. Congratulations. And that that was just an awesome, awesome moment. And yeah, absolutely, deer camp stuff like that. That's what you don't forget. Or like your dad shooting his last year. I mean, that was amazing. It's it's that kind of stuff, man. That ah, that's what that's what makes it so much fun, right? And those are the moments there when I was talking earlier about how do you slow it down to enjoy that for what it's worth and appreciate it for what it's worth. That that that's that's the thing I'll keep that I want to chase. Now, how do you how do you savor the moment and, and savor it and appreciate it for what it is? That's tough. Yep. <laughs> well, thanks for this uh, BS uh, 2023 uh, season reflection, 24 goals, uh, BS session slash counseling session, because this is right what I needed. And this was, this was good. And I think there's probably other people that can relate to this. It goes both ways, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. So, so um, let's, let, let's go make sure off season, uh, doing some scouting. But you've got uh, a couple week, uh, a couple months now until turkey season opens. So we, we got to figure out how to get months of turkey. Uh, we found them. We found them over there in that in that hill. We we did. We'll, we'll keep that secret. Maybe maybe I can <laughs> uh, maybe we can get the big guy and you to come over uh, over to Pennsylvania uh, sometime this year. That'd be a and blast. We can, we can chase them. But um, uh, you know you you're on the same network. What else you got going along? Where can people follow along for you? Uh, so we're on Instagram. It's the.o2.podcast. Paul and I have uh, Go Wild. It's O2 Podcast. Website is theo2podcast.com. If you search for us, we are on the Sportsman's Empire. But also, if you search by itself, it actually comes up. It's Ohio Outdoors Podcast. But that's bad branding on my part. I apologize. So, um, but we're around. Absolutely. Um, great shows. You, you know, very diverse across the, the landscape. You, you do a lot for the state of Ohio. Um, as far as keeping things up to date, you know, really good all around wildlife stuff. So I've I've enjoyed your show. I've I've enjoyed your friendship, man. I can't wait to do more stuff hunting stuff with you. So hey, uh, you take care and thanks for uh, thanks for coming on, buddy. Hey, you got to come down to get get with John and we got to go down to back to Oklahoma. Okay, you got to come this year. I haven't heard anything about him doing that. I'm gonna I, have to twist I need to his rattle arm. his chain. Right? I, I think yeah. we'll do. That'll that'll be the next thing. We'll we'll put him on the spot. <laughs> so. Take her easy, buddy. 